The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 66, where we're going to be talking about loading up your webinar funnel. I'm excited to share this interview. I recently went to lunch a couple months ago with this amazing, amazing business owner. Um, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy how simple she makes a webinar funnel. I know that they can seem overwhelming, but I promise you it's going to be a really, really awesome interview. Uh, I also want to just encourage you if you have been listening for a while or even for if this is your first episode, uh, I would love for you to go and check out the Systems Saved Me Summit. If you are looking to implement more systems in your business, go and check it out. Uh, the website is systemsavemesummit.com and you'll get free access to a, few, to a track of videos to help you implement one of the 10 systems that we mentioned. So go ahead and go check that out. It was live last month, uh, but we still are keeping it open because it was just such a fun event. Now, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes and freebies. Now let's get ready to dive deep into webinar funnels. Hey guys, I'm so stoked to be sharing this guest with you. Uh, we met uh, at an event in Miami actually, and we've recently reconnected and, and gotten more engaged and I love what she's doing. I love what she's about. So uh, Erica, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. It's like a really nice warm day in, in North Carolina today, so yeah. can't complain. I know. Yeah, it's getting hot actually in Dallas. It's oh, I'm jealous <laughs> of that actually. Already. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure coming from I Florida. Miss the Florida heat. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and tell folks a little bit about you and your business. Yeah, so um, I'm a marketing and business strategist for female entrepreneurs for the most part, work with females. Um, but I also do some consulting as well for bigger companies, brick and mortar businesses, small businesses. Um, but I've been an entrepreneur for like eight, nine years and, and really have such a vast background of many different things. I mean, I've worked in e-commerce, I've worked in marketing, um, I've done sales and, uh, for restaurants and hospitality industry. Um, I also used to host events, um, across the country in tandem with fashion week. So I was very heavily, that's actually my degree was in, is in fashion merchandising and interior design. Um, kind of fun fact about me. Yeah. Uh, but I used to host or used to own a company, co-owned a company, uh, where we hosted events. We partnered with companies like shopop.com, Bloomingdale's, Vogel wow. Wines, O Beach House, Chiquatro. Um, I did a little fashion blogging as well at the time. So like such a big variety, like a very wide variety of a background, right? But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I love marketing and I love helping entrepreneurs create purposeful marketing, something that really connects nice. with their audience. So um, it really wasn't until about three, four years ago that I started doing what I'm doing now, um, where I, you know, personally consult. I also work in group settings with clients and, and work on like, pulling out really what's their zone of genius. Like what is it that's going to make you different so that we can create marketing that reflects that. And then because I'm so obsessed with, and we're probably, we're going to talk a lot about this today 
like working smarter and not harder, being able to do less better. Um, sales funnels are like where we take all of that. So it's like you can have a really great structure, but if you don't have um, awesome marketing and messaging in it, it's just not going to land. So you need to have those two components together. So that's really where I come in. That's like my sweet spot. I love that. I love the messaging component. And then we put that into a system because the system can run and then we work smarter and we're not, we don't have to be, you know, change our computer desk all the time. And I, I love that. That's, that's my jam. Yeah. Totally. Amen to the sales funnels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So um, let's go ahead and dive in since we're talking about sales funnels. Awesome. Um, and we're going to be talking specifically about kind of the webinar funnel. And so yeah. go ahead and kind of start describing, you know, your business or your clients' businesses before they implement this, like a webinar funnel. Yeah. So, I mean, I was definitely my ideal client at one point, you know, we all start as entrepreneurs with big dreams and, and a big to-do list. And it's like, how do I get this done? And not to mention, how do I create a consistent flow of income? How do I create a consistent yeah. flow of clients? Right. And building your own business. It's like creating that consistency that you're not living feast, you know, fam uh, feast, famine, feast, famine, yeah. having that like income roller coaster. So that was me, you know, for sure four and a half, four years ago or so. And that's like my clients. They all come to me and they're, they're, the way they describe it is I, they're like, Erica, I feel like I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall and I'm yeah. not sure what's going to stick. At the end of the day, owning your own business, we all want to be creative. We want to impact lives, but we also need to make an income. We need to right. profit. We need to bring in those revenues. And that's what makes a business successful, right? So, um, you know, just kind of not having a system or a structure for that or any like rhyme or reason for how to sell, how to do it in a way that's, you know, it feels easy. Um, it doesn't feel like you're scraping for clients all the time or always looking for the next lead. And, and that's essentially, you know, what it looks like before you have a sales funnel in place. It's like, doing all the things. And I think there's a lot of what we're supposed to do as entrepreneurs, right? Like people mm -hmm. say, get visible, you know, you know, network, make connections, and all that's really important. But what does that look like in a tangible way? Mm -hmm. That's where people get confused and they get tripped up and they're like, I can do that, but how do I take those actions and, and turn that into an end result? Right. right. So just needing a system. I, I think a lot of women entrepreneurs, because especially because we're creative and um, you know, for those, you and I, we have a little bit more left brain, but there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are, are, are more right brained. And so it's hard for them to understand the system piece or like right. implement a structure. So that's what I do is give them, you know, a structure to do that. And, and so before you have that, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> we need a system for it. We need a sales funnel for it. Yeah, totally. And so then kind of what drives them to put this process in place or put a sales one in place is I'm assuming burnout and yeah. overwhelm and all of those good things. All of the above. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, burnout, um, being, being just so creatively spent because they've tried all the things. And so what ends up happening is not only are they burnt out physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they're burnt out because they've been trying so much and it just, it kind of sucks your soul, you know, yeah. because you're not able to see the results for what you're, you're working on. And, and for so many of us, what we do, it's our passion. We are so in love with what we do and we want to impact people. We want to help people. We want to serve because mm -hmm. we know how, you know, when we do that, we're going to make a difference. But yeah. when it doesn't happen, 
it's just so, so soul sucking. Um, it and it's also, it's also something that a lot of entrepreneurs end up spending so much money because they're trying all these things. It's like, Ooh, let's buy an Instagram course. Ooh, let's buy a course mm-hmm. on, course. you know, uh, gosh, there's everything. Facebook, you know, I saw one the other day about yeah, list building Facebook lives. And it's like, Oh, now I have to piece all these things together. And it's like a big right. puzzle. Right. But, so, you know, they're, they're very burnt out. They're very tired. They've spent a lot of money. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're frustrated with the, the lack of results and what drives them is just, you know, knowing that their dream isn't there for no reason, you know, right. for, for you that's listening right now, you might be in a place where you're like, Oh my gosh, I've tried all the things. Is this ever going to work? And those are the clients who usually come to me. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I'm almost, they're like last chance because <laughs> they've yeah. tried many things and it can be, you know, a lot of fun to help them. And it's also, you know, scary for them because yeah. they've tried so many things. So, you know, they're yeah. wanting that freedom. They're wanting that, that entrepreneur lifestyle that is so marketed, you know, yes. <laughs> but wait, how do I actually create that? That's, that's what's driving them. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So go ahead and start to walk us through the steps of setting up a webinar funnel, um, what a webinar funnel even is. Um, so kind of start there and then kind of roll through and, and talk about all the pieces. Yes. So I love webinars. I know webinars can get a bad rap uh, because there's a lot of people who just don't know how to freaking do a webinar and they don't know how to do it well. And it is sleazy. It is salesy. And it's a big waste of people's time. I've been on webinars before where I've sat there for 20 minutes and the person's still talking about themselves. And I'm like, can we get to, I, I'm out like, bye, I'm out of here. I'm not going to stay, you know? Right. So, you know, I just want to address that first. First of all, if you're listening, you're like really webinars. Yes. Webinars. They're huge <laughs> credibility builders. They're so amazing for nurturing a, a, an odd an audience, whether warm, cold, lukewarm. Um, and it's, it's a great way to lead somebody to buying something from you, working with you, booking a discovery call with you in 90 minutes. And because they're spending time with you, you know, it's kind of, you have their undivided attention. So, um, the webinar funnel, I mean, it starts with what is the specific thing that you want to sell? I mean, anytime I build a funnel with a client or for me and myself, my business, we always think about what's the end game. We always have to think, what are we selling? Because if we do, we can kind of reverse engineer the whole thing. So if you're selling a course that's 297, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're going to have a different approach than if you sell something that's, you know, you need to get someone on a call because you're going to sell someone into something that's 19 or over $2,000, right. you know, maybe three, 3,000, 7,000. I've sold stuff up to 10,000. Right. On more on webinars, but you know, it doesn't happen right on a webinar. So that's the first thing. What are you selling? So once you understand that, then you need to come up with a really good, like validated idea of your title. You know, what is the topic of your webinar? What are you going to be educating people on? Because yes, you need to educate people. You need to yeah. give them substance on your webinar. Um, so that's really the second thing it is a title that's, that's stand out. It's going to drive curiosity. Um, it shouldn't just be five ways to build your business or five ways to lose weight. You know, you need to give them some type of reason to show up because it's different. You have a different process. You actually have a process, you know, that's really important to do. So, you know, expressing that in a title because that's your, that's your sign over the door. Okay. You need to get people in on that. Um, once we have that, then we go into really mapping out the content. What are we delivering on this webinar? Um, you know, there's this fine line between giving people a ton of information and overwhelming them a bit, oversaturating them to a point where they can't take action, and then uh, giving them a good amount of content, 
but also doing the most important thing that you can do on a webinar. And really, the most important thing you can do on any type of marketing is actually breaking belief patterns and rebuilding them. So for the most part on a webinar, you're going to have to convince people, why is your process something that works? Or why is it that, you know, is it going to work for them? Every single person has an objection. I don't have what it takes. I can't afford this. This is going to be too hard. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't have time. Uh, there's every, there's every objection under the sun. So you need to know what is that main objection that your ideal client has. Mm. You need to address that re like repeatedly yeah. throughout this entire webinar. So when you craft your content, you know, you might have, you're going to probably going to have three main points. Um, you know, point one is going to be some type of secret, something that is going to be a bold secret that might be controversial to what most people believe or, um, what most people would think is, is true. So, you know, if you're teaching someone how to lose weight, for example, and your webinar is going to be on that, your first secret might be, you know, why quitting dessert is actually detrimental to your weight loss goals and how to enjoy, you know, enjoy dessert once a week or something like that. I don't know, off the top of my head, right? right? So you need to have those three secrets and then you need to just break belief patterns for, with them and, and really show them whether it's with testimonials or, you know, examples, case studies, um, you know, educations, you know, sourcing, uh, sourcing information from other sources. I don't know. You need to have supportive content that's really going to nail it because if the content doesn't deliver, no one's going to stick around for the pitch. Yeah. Uh, and then you need to have the pitch. So your pitch is going to be, what are you selling? What are you actually delivering? And I like to do this in a way that's like, you know, I'm not saying my product or my service is the best thing that there is out there, but I'm going to tell you why this is valuable. I'm going to tell, I'm going to ask you, you know, would you be interested in having this type of results? Would you be interested in, you know, if you're the weight loss coach, you know, would you be interested in being able to still eat dessert while, you know, you lose weight? Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, you got to go into the pitch and then, you know, that then you're going to have to have an email sequence as well. So part of a funnel every single time is your follow-up. So what are the emails that you're going to send? You, know, yep. you need to have emails before the webinar. You need to have emails anticipating them to show up that same day. Might send out a couple emails that day. And then you're going to have emails following to then get people to take action. And you might do that for three days, four days to say last chance, book a call or purchase this program. Again, everyone's pitch is going to be slightly different depending on what you're selling because you can sell anything on a webinar. Right. It just depends on the price point and how you're going to sell it truthfully. So that's kind of the actual webinar in itself. And, um, and I didn't invent this part of it at all but um, taken from lots of different leaders in the industry. But I teach this to my clients in a way that is like really doable and like the least amount of overwhelm as possible and how to actually repeat this process. So repeating this, this webinar week after week after week until you've reached a really great number of conversions. You've got, you know, um, I, we've seen on some of my clients, 25% of people who show up to their webinar take action. That means either booking the call or buying. Like unheard of numbers. Right. And that's because we've tweaked, we've tested, we're optimizing, we're making sure that this funnel is, you know, if someone asks a question on that webinar and you didn't address it in your webinar, then maybe go back and edit and add that into the slides. Make sure that that question is answered because most people will not buy or take action because they have some type of question they didn't get an answer. They 
are unaware, uneducated, whatever. You need to raise that level of awareness with them as much as possible. And that's what a funnel naturally does, is it increases the level of awareness each step of the way to then lead them to taking action. This isn't something that's manipulative. This isn't something that's going to, you know, sideswipe them and trick them into crying. Like, we don't do any of that crappy stuff. We want to raise their level of awareness. And if it's the right thing for them, they're going to be so empowered to make the decision and not even empowered to be excited. So yeah. which I think is good. So yeah. You're saying do your webinar live first. Yes. A couple of times before mm-hmm. then you do the automated webinar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing with automated webinars. People are so wanting to do automated webinars right away. And that's great. That's awesome. But what if you're sending money to this, you know, with ads to this automated webinar and nobody's buying and you're getting like a 2% conversion rate, that's not worth your while. If you just have the same presentation and you repeat it every single week and continue to, you know, send traffic to it and you increase, you know, maybe the first week you get 4% sales and the next week you get, you know, 6%, 8%, 20%. Like that's in your best interest to show up one yeah. time a week, you know, to possibly make $5,000 a week. 15,000, you can keep increasing that number. So, you know, when it comes to automated webinars, there's something that I'm honestly playing around with a lot in my business. We have several going and the ones that work really well are the ones that are 297 price point to like 497. Those work really great. Um, I have a couple of clients who do some lower price point, even 97, 197, and they actually work really great Um, because people can tell it's an automated webinar. You know, they're like, you're not here. You know, I don't have a question to ask you. So with our price point, that's like two nine, like one nine 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 nineteen ninety seven and above. Yeah. We send people to a call because right. otherwise, right. the webinar just doesn't work. Yeah, I totally, totally agree on that. I think that's an important differentiation because I feel like a lot of folks are like, "Oh, I want to sell my two thousand dollar course just like right out of a webinar," and unless it's like a really, really hot audience or yeah. whatever else, it's just not happening. It's not gonna happen. it's already squashed dreams but it's just not gonna happen we gotta be real (laughs) yeah exactly because we don't we don't want people going down the wrong path and just again throwing spaghetti at the wall that would be throwing spaghetti at the wall right and (laughs) and wasting money on facebook ads right and so many folks are so so many folks at least that i'm hearing anyway with webinars is that they're running registrations to cold audiences just like sat and it's expensive. So explain the cold, warm, hot audiences okay. as far as just like awareness levels, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so there's, pro- there's, there's different levels of awareness, right? So we've got someone who's completely unaware of the problem. Right. And that's the hardest to sell. You know, if someone doesn't even know what their problem is and you're sending them to a webinar, you're paying them, you're paying for Facebook ads to send them to your webinar. They don't even know that their problem is that they're eating too much junk food. That's why they're gaining weight. Like we have a problem, right? So that's the, the first level. The second level is that they, then they become problem aware. All right. So now they're problem aware. They're like, okay, I, I get this is the problem. And, and you can do this through funnels. Like actually, right. again, like, like I said, raise this awareness throughout the entire, all the steps, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if your, if your audience is completely unaware, then your webinar or the first touch point they have with you is just creating that awareness around the problem. Then the next level is solution aware. All right. So if they know that they're solution aware or if they, um, or if you know that they're solution aware, you can talk about the, the solution. You can talk about, well, you need to be weight training. You need to be doing this. You need, and you can explain to them all those things that they need to do. 
you know, if you're talking, if you're saying the wrong things to the wrong audience, it's just not going to land. And then, then product aware, you have the awareness around the product. You know, they, they're aware about around what you sell. They're aware around what it is that you offer that can solve their problem. That's the hottest temperature of an audience of a, of a, of a, pro, a prospect is that product awareness. So when it talk, when we talk about sending people from cold traffic to a webinar, you've got to be really, really careful because you can track target people with Facebook ads to a webinar based on interest, you know, based on where they live and what all those things age, but you can't really get deeper into the psychology of that person. So yeah. it's, it's like you have to do the educating with them. So if you're sending cold traffic leads to a webinar and you're not, you're like, ah, I'm not really sure what their awareness level is. It's going to be all over the map. You cannot control that. Yeah. So that's where a lot of people are, you know, if you don't have an ad spend for that to just test it and tweak it and really just throw money at it to see how it works, that's really a waste of time and money. So you know, that's where people are. I've hear, I've heard the same thing. That's where people are getting into trouble and they're spending a ton of money and then they host these webinars and they do not make it. They're not breaking even whatsoever. Right. So, so that's the problem. You know, if you're going to be running webinars, you've got to have a warm audience that you've already created and they're aware of either problem or solution. That's right. typically the two audiences that you're going to target and you just have to decide which one. Yeah, exactly. And I think with the warming up that can be done with blog posts, podcast episodes, video, Facebook lives, all of, yes. all of the free content. And that's why that free content is so important. And I definitely am someone that is like, I love doing free content, um, <laughs> but it can be really draining and yeah. talk about being creatively spent. I feel really drained after yeah. I put a lot of effort into that stuff. And that's why I've, started doing batching basically for everything yep. because I just have to like sit there for an intense amount of time and just get it done. And now, you know, I'll have stuff to warm up my audience with. Um, and so it all, everything that you already basically should be doing in your business. And I hate to say the word should, mm -hmm. uh, but things that are highly recommended in your business, like having some sort of free content strategy, like yep. being some sort of um, like educational training stuff, AKA webinars, and then actually having products. Like you're already basically doing those three things. It's just putting them together in a way that makes sense to your audience. Exactly. And you know, eventually leads them to your products. Yeah. And that's why I talk about purposeful marketing. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's, that's, I have to explain that sometimes to clients and to people. Like that's what I mean by purposeful marketing, like really being intentional. You're just going to create all this free content, which you and I both know I have a podcast it, and yeah. like, I, we write blog posts and we have our team, you know, going on social media. It's a lot. It's a lot of freaking work. And then we also have the webinars and the sales funnels, right? right. <laughs> so yeah. you know, being intentional around who are we actually talking to? How does this make sense to them? You know, who like being purposeful around what am I saying? Like, don't just create marketing to create marketing. You know, that's mm. just, it's not working anymore. People, people could do that in 2014, 2013, yeah, no. honestly, you yeah. could show up with a webinar and people will be like, yeah, this is awesome. Nobody cares that much anymore. So nope. you've got to up your game and I can agree more with what you're saying. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. Well, this was good. And I feel like people should go and be empowered and all that good stuff. And so I'm going to finish up with uh, a couple of the last questions. So what was your best financial investment in business? 
Oh gosh. Probably my best financial investment I ever made was learning about funnels. It was two and a half years, two years ago. Gosh, what day is it? I don't know. It's 2007. I don't know. Two years ago, yeah. I invested in a course to learn all about f- funnels. And it was, it was like $9.97. It wasn't even that much money. Um, and it was a comprehensive, like every single funnel, tell me about opt-in funnels, webinar funnels, high-ticket sales funnels, all of the things, funnel. And I was like, duh, I've been doing so much of these things, but manually and just discombobulated and disorganized and without a process or a system. And so that was the best decision I ever made. And then from there on, you know, I've purchased a lot of things that have to, you know, books on funnels or books on marketing. Um, But I I really believe that's the foundation of our businesses is the system by which we, we create profit. And so you don't have a a specific system for that. And if you're just like, well, internet, here I am today. Who wants to buy from me? Good luck. Cause it's not going to work. Not in 2017, man. So that was the best thing I ever did. I mean, I bought a lot of coaching in the past and I think you're going to ask me this in a second, but yeah. I was just like, where was I, you know, what was I doing? What was I spending money on before? This was, it was a uh, pretty opening. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we can go ahead and lead on into it. What was your worst financial investment in business? Oh, one of my worst financial investments I made was I hired a coach and I hired a coach kind of out of fear. It was like, mm-hmm. it was FOMO slash, if I don't have someone to tell me what to do. I'm going to fail. Coach kind of made me feel that way a little bit. And it's a huge mm-hmm. reason that I am all about empowering my clients because, you know, I'm, I, I don't blame anybody whatsoever. We all right. make decisions and, totally. and I'm responsible for all of that. But I think that was something that I just, I did because I was scrambling I was, and I've worked with really great coaches before, but, um, this, this particular instance was just something that I made a decision out of fear. So I think anytime you make a decision out of fear and because you feel like, you know, that scrambling energy of, ah, like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. Otherwise I'm going to fail. Or if someone makes you feel that way, run, run in the other direction because it's not really, you know, going to benefit you long-term. And I just, I, I look back and I learned a lot from it because of how I made the decision, not necessarily what I got from it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, you know, I think, you know, for some people they do great with having a coach, but I needed more of a mentor. I needed someone to mm-hmm. just walk me through what they had done, what has is working in their business. Yeah. Um, but the coaching aspect for me wasn't really working because it was like, show up and talk about how you feel and talk about how, oh, no. and I was like, no, I, I won't. No, I need, I need progress. I need action. I need action steps. I need, you know, one, two, three. And I'm really yeah. big on that with my clients. If we, yeah. I don't even like to call my programs coaching programs because um, I think it gets a little bit of a bad rap. I want my clients oh, no. call them now in, implementation incubators, you know, take action, take action, take action. Yeah. Cause I want my clients to have results. So yeah, it's a big lesson for me. I don't blame anybody, but, um, you know, just making that decision out of fear was not a good call on my part. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, I've, I've had the coaches where it's like, whatever the feelings. And I'm like, I, if I want to talk about my feelings, I would get a therapist. Yeah. Like I do not like, yeah. right. Like let's <laughs> stay on task here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I totally get it. But if you have coaches or people that are coach oriented or consulting, even then you can really find people that are way more action oriented. Like yeah. you have your, you know, implementation incubators and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. just, I think it is good also to talk about making decisions out of fear. And when you're ever, you're in that, like, 
I don't know, just amped up energy of just like, this has to work or like my whole business will crumble into like the abyss. Yeah. That's never a good place to make a decision. Um, And I think how you get out of that energy kind of depends on the type of person that you are. Like I'm the kind of person that has to like physically move that energy. So I'm either going to the gym, I'm cleaning my whole house, I'm cleaning out my closet, (laughs) like like physically moving stuff is what gets me out of that energy if I'm in it. Oh, the gym is my therapist. So I don't need a therapist because I go to the gym, but that's the same way. It's like, if I can just move my body, get out, I can get out of that energy myself uh, or just talking to God or just, you know, just getting out of that stagnant place. Same thing. Yeah. Some people, you know, I feel like it's there. It's the opposite where they have to like ground themselves and like sit down, meditate, pray, like very still. And I'm like the opposite. I'm like, Go on a walk. Yeah, I'm like, I'll go on a walk with my dogs, get yeah. out. And, and sometimes, though, I, it's funny that you're saying this because sometimes I, I get in this place where I just like, uh, I feel – and we all have those – I mean, I still have those moments sometimes in my business where I'm just – I have right. a day, right? I know. Yeah, and totally. sometimes I forget. I'm like, wait, why don't I feel better? Oh, duh, just get up, move, go, you know, get out of the house, go take the dogs on a walk, go to the gym, yeah. talk to other people, stop focusing on your own issues. You know, that's yeah. a big thing. <laughs> It's just as soon as you take the focus off yourself I know. and onto somebody else and just going to be kind to someone at the gym or something or I wherever know. you're at in the world. hundred percent. That's a huge cure, cure all, I think for, for me at least. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree on that. Uh, so where can people find you online? The people need to find you. Website, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you hang out. So I'm on Instagram a lot. So hashtag or Instagram handle is at Erica Sheffer. And also my website. So if you head to my blog, blog.ericasheffer.com, I've got podcast episodes mm-hmm. up there and content and, and that's a good place. And, um, you know, podcast, Instagram, probably Facebook. Those are the three places. Come yeah. find me. Come say hi. Those are right. That's the places I hang out. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for coming on. It was a really good discussion. I feel like people will be able to take this, take something away from this, um, whether it be webinar funnels, or just like understanding, you know, where, how to take everything that you're doing in your business and actually put it into use for you yeah. instead of just floating out there on the internet. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no uh, more floating. No more floating. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.